0: We acknowledge and respect the first humans of the unceded land we call San Francisco, the Ohlone. We condemn the genocide of these and other tribes across the Western Hemisphere. We honor their legacy and history, and we support rematriation and sovereignty efforts.
1: This has been my vision, and I want it to be a neighborhood bar. I want it to create community. I want to create community.
0: That was Mini Bar founder and co-owner John Ordonia. I'm Jeff Hunt, and this is Storied San Francisco, a podcast celebrating the people and places that make this city so special. This is part two of our episode on Minibar, the last podcast of season five. Check back next week for part three with Minibar's bar manager, Aaron Kehoe. In this podcast, John picks up where he left off in part one with the story of how he and a group of friends opened a bar on Divisadero that's small in stature, but enormous on community, art, and love and respect. Starting August 17th, we're hosting our art and photography show, Hungry Ghosts at Minibar. We'll have more details on the show and all it encompasses for you in the coming weeks, including part three of this episode. For now, here is John Ordonia with the story of opening Minibar. You know, this podcast was hatched at a bar. Got
1: it. Nice. Boozian. Nice, right?
0: Because I'm right? down on the Tenderloin. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. And I remember so, when you and I first met. Um, you had been coming here for a while, a little bit, and um, you know, it was as kind of I introduced you to new people, it was, it was, it was just kind of very, you know, quick. And uh, even though there were introductions being made, uh, it was had this organic feel to mm-hmm, it, and mm-hmm. everyone was just kind of hitting it off right away. Because um, for the most part, you guys are all from the neighborhood, right? You know, right. Um, and, and so, yeah, what my, what my father told me uh, when I was younger definitely held true. And, um, and yeah, you know, it, 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 when there was an opportunity to do it after I left the corporate world, I thought, um, yeah, let's, let's, let's move forward and do this. You know, it was, it was my ex-wife who had also um, kind of reminded me of the idea when she left the corporate world before me, Oh, and um, and she had time to do some legwork to research places and mm-hmm. you know kind of stand in line at city hall and see what it was all about. And
0: yeah. uh, so so yeah, it, it just all started coming together. And then so so the the idea was there. How did it end up being this, and who was involved? Yeah, there were several people involved. One so. of whom has been on the podcast. Molly. Um,
1: okay. Yeah, yeah. Am I right? So, you, you, you are. Okay. So, so it was originally my ex-wife and I. Uh, her name is Summer Peterson, um, and or I don't know. She, I, I, her name at the time was Summer Peterson. <laughs> but um, she she scouted uh, the the neighborhood and 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 uh, the Visadero particularly. What can? What year was this about? This was uh, uh, two thousand eight eight, eight. Yeah. eight. eight. Okay. Um, two. Uh, it could have been actually the end of two thousand seven. Okay. At the very end, and there were a couple of locations, okay. so, and um, um, one was kind of where the couple Lounge is. Oh. Uh, but, was. But they, the the, the owners they 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 there there were some obstacles there that that we didn't agree with and we didn't we didn't we didn't like the terms and um and this place was here and and i've always thought like small scale like if we're going to do something just right out of the box small scale we had no experience Mm -hmm. in in owning and operating and running a bar Mm -hmm. so but we found this place and it, it looked like it would really work, mm-hmm. and so talked to you know the landlord, worked out an agreement, and um, and then a couple of friends approached us. My best friend from childhood, I've known him since we were eight years old. Nerys Mercado, uh, who is now a, uh, and still a partner, approached and said, "Hey, you remember?" Growing up as kids, how we said we would always kind of do something business-wise together. Well, you're doing it now, and it sounds interesting, and you've talked about opening a bar for years, and is there is there an opportunity for us to work together, for me to get in, to be part of it? And Molly Bradshaw, who was uh, our friend who was... Who, uh, was a good friend of my my ex-wife's growing up mm-hmm. uh, also approached us and said, "Hey, wow, this sounds interesting. I know how to bartend. Mm-hmm. Um, is there an opportunity for us to work together? You know, is there an opportunity for me to come into the business?" So my ex-wife and I talked it over and thought, "Well, wouldn't be a bad idea to." Spread the risk a little bit because we, we have no clue what we're doing here. <laughs> oh, right. Um, and and also just perhaps get some you know extra brain power. Yes. Um, and with people who we trust. Mm-hmm. And cool. so it, it, it sounded like a good idea, and, and we said okay, let's let's go ahead and move forward and form this partnership. And that, that was around 08. That was uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, in, in in probably very early 08, and we signed the lease.
0: I might be jumping ahead a little bit, but... Sure. Did you... Or I should just say, when did you discover any of the history of the space itself? Yeah, that's interesting. So we... we uh, I know it, growing up in SF, you must have known the neighborhood. Some, like, you know, yeah, basic so, history. So, but. so
1: um, yeah, I, I did know the neighborhood. I, you know, as a baby, when I was born, our, at my first... Um, House, if you will, apartment uh, that that I occupied with my family was on McAllister and Masonic. Okay. So you know, a few blocks away, mm-hmm. and um, you know, and then we didn't move. We didn't move far, you know. After that, we moved maybe to Inner Richmond for a couple of years until we moved up to like Turk and Baker and Zavista. Oh yeah. So and that's um, I mean I was there until. Just a couple of years ago, I it, it, I ran the family house when everyone else kind of vacated and didn't
0: want to live there. Um, I live in west, what I call west of Target, okay. and that would be south of Target, okay, right? Yeah, yeah. That's, uh, that's yeah. soda. Yeah, right. I live in Weetar <laughs> and that's <laughs> right. Sotar
1: <laughs> <laughs> Right. So. so yeah, oh my goodness. Um, yeah, so we, we, we knew a little bit about the history of the space when we were talking to the landlord and considering signing a lease. You know, I think I, you know, what what we heard at the time was it, it there was an artist living here. Oh. It was supposed to be a work studio, but I think it kinda of became a live work studio. Right. One of those situations and, and uh you know, at some point before that, it was a, a like somewhat of a produce market, I think, or oh. or and then um, you know since then, but you know over the years, well, I found out you know yes, um, a a patron's father used to run a video store, black video store, s- out of black this place. Video yeah, store. yeah, yes. Um, so Shay. Uh, who's also a native san
0: franciscan told me that story and
1: and uh, i met her
0: on july 4th back here in this very yeah she's Mm -hmm. amazing
1: she's cool um Mm -hmm. she went to like native as well i think we're we we exchange stories sometimes because we're around the same age and um and you know so we talk about those interesting times in san Mm -hmm, francisco growing mm -hmm. up right she went to washington Mm -hmm. as well out in the Richmond. So kind of similar upbringings right we're, we're very familiar with this neighborhood but familiar with the Richmond as well right. so, so it's interesting yeah so so over the years you know you, you, you pick up tidbits or you pick up big pieces of information about about this space the space yeah.
0: the lore just kind of comes out
1: yeah you know when we were kids when we were younger uh, we would pass through the area and, and walk through the area but we wouldn't really hang out here there wasn't there wasn't a ton mm-hmm. you know for kids mm-hmm. for younger people right uh, you know there was some stuff, you know, and you get in trouble. Yeah. Right. But, right. Uh,
0: but yeah. <laughs> so where, or I guess, from whom did the idea come to make it not only a bar but a a space for art? You know, because I f- still feel like that that makes y'all very unique. Yeah, my
1: ex-wife and I had had a conversation about that, and and it was about you know community and and how to 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 make this feel more like a community space, right? Um, and so, so we decided on that pretty quickly, you know, and, and there was a period of time where we were communicating to the different neighborhood groups uh, what we were going to do and what we were planning because it's just hard to open a business in San Francisco. So, so I've
0: heard Yeah, I, you know, from so, everyone so, who's done it. So yes.
1: the, the best course is yeah. open communication right. with people, with the community in which you're going to operate. So you know, we had meetings with, uh, with the various different neighborhood groups, Nopna, mm-hmm. um, Alamo Square, mm-hmm. Anza Vista, uh, just to tell them, hey, listen, this is what we're going to do. We're going to be a local neighborhood art bar. And we're going to support local neighborhood artists because it's the neighborhood is rich and full of artists and they don't have a place to show their work, right? Um, so that's that's what we're going to do. And that was really a hard rule for I think it was at least a couple of years that you know you kind of had to live you oh, know right. in the neighborhood or very close by to, okay. to show here because we wanted the artists in
0: this neighborhood to have that opportunity. Right? Love it, yeah. So, like, none of you were artists yourselves, per se. Define artists. Well, right. (laughs) Right. Thank you. No one who's listening can say, like, you just threw a pie in my face. Thank you.
1: (laughs) I'm not a visual artist. I I write. Yeah. Um, I come from kind of a family of writers. I'm, I'm probably the least talented writer in my family, but I, I kinda do it for a living because I, I work in PR and communications. That just speaks to how good the rest of your family is. Uh, well my my brother my brother who um, whose um, memory is is um, like just ingrained here at mm-hmm, the bar and, mm-hmm. and and who this room is dedicated this room, to yeah, right. Right, right, right. it was uh, like really one of the most talented writers I know, and, and, and he comes from a big network of, of friends who are published writers, and, and, and they, they, they said this before he passed away, that, that he was indeed the most talented of them all, wow. and, um, and, uh, and so yeah, I mean, he, so, you know, when you say, when I ask you, like, well, define artists, we're not visual artists, but I do come from a family of right. writers who I
0: believe, you know, are, are artists, right, yeah. So, it's been almost, we've talked about this, 15 years. It'll be 15 years this August, yeah. So, you just had this idea, you found a space, you're like, here we go. Found the space
1: and, you know, thought, yeah, let's let's do it. And um, ran into, everything was going smoothly, ran into some issues, <laughs> some big issues where we thought we we were not going to be able to open and we we're going to lose our shirts. Um, thanks to my brother, again, Uh you know, I called on him to, to see if he could help in any way. We were being held up by a neighbor uh, who was protesting our opening, okay. and who like really demanded ten thousand dollars from us to, oh. to drop his protest. Isn't that extortion? Uh, yeah. Yeah.
0: Sorry, no, I'm bad with definitions, but
1: I that's that's how we defined it, and that's how the DA defined it at the time. But the DA also said that that uh, there were. Murders and violent crimes to prosecute and and didn't really have time for mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for this local business issue. Right. Um, so so we you know we had to find another route. Uh, we, so our our again our, our license got put on hold. We had to go to a scheduled hearing that was six months down the line. Mm. Um, and Is this after you signed the lease? After we signed the lease. So you're bleeding. And, and after bleeding. we started the build-out of the bar. Right. And so we had to stop the build-out and, um, and figure out a solution. And But when we were on hold for months and trying to figure out, can we use the space for something else? Should we open in the meantime as a cafe? Like, what should we do? And... I went down the path of figuring out, okay, who do we know in Sacramento? Because ABC mm-hmm. is, you know, it's a state regulatory mm-hmm. agency and um, couldn't come up with anyone. And I figured, okay, like, who are our state representatives? Mark Leno, mm-hmm. uh, so our state senator. And, and I thought, okay, who, who, does anybody know Mark Leno? I mean, we can call Mark Leno's office and see if they'll help us, which they're obligated to, you know, help their constituents. Mm-hmm. And, but I thought, you know, we're, we're bleeding cash. And we're, like, is there any faster route to break through the bureaucracy? And, you know, a couple things about Mark Leno, he was, I don't know if he still is part of the San Francisco nightlife commission, oh, okay. Uh, which I thought that bodes well for that us. that helps. Yeah. Um, just happens to be also gay, mm-hmm. you know, gay politician. And I thought, hmm, I don't know. This is a long shot. But <laughs> yeah. One of my brothers is gay. Okay. I'll call him. And and so I, I, I called my brother. And uh, his name's Robert. I called him Bob. And I, and I called him. I said, hey, Bob, um, by chance, do you know anyone who knows Mark Leno? And he said, actually, yeah, I do. Why? Here's and my Mark Leno-specific role of Right. <laughs> But his, his roommate was a good friend of Mark Leno's, I don't know if it was Mark Leno's chief of staff, or he described him as his right-hand guy, and I was like, you know, is there any way that, because that, um, we can call Mark Leno's office, but I, I just want to make sure that somebody pays attention to this, and I don't know how his office works, mm-hmm. but I'm just, you know, thinking, like any other kind of bureaucratic mess, there's, there's a line, and It's going to take a long time. And he said, let me me see what I can do. And uh, I explained the situation that we were getting held up. We are basically getting extorted. ABC wouldn't budge. There was only one judge in California scheduled to conduct the kind of hearings that we needed to do to get our license moved forward. Only one right? all of California. And that's why it was like six months away. And so he called me back uh, really not too much long after the same day and said, I explained your situation and you should be getting a call from ABC at some point soon. I can't tell you when. That call came the next day. And and the our our ABC rep said Well, we didn't know that all of this was going on. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let, mm-hmm. Let's play nice, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought that we had explained that to you, mm-hmm. but it's can you is there anything you can do to help us and and so basically what they said was we'll we'll issue you a provisional license so temporary license okay and um you still have to do the hearing but you know if everything you know kind of goes well during your this you know trial provisional time should be fine right so so you can you can go ahead and open at the end of the week
0: so we, the week. So
1: we were here 24 7 we 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 started you know build out again build we, out, right you know we had to we had to finish everything like within a week and and so yeah. we were literally here um i was still i think i was on my last days at levi's trust but i was so i would come here after work we you know molly narius uh summer and i were here until you know three in the morning every night mm-hmm. you know Doing what we needed to do, amazing, right? And um, and then that Friday, I think. So I think it was, I like literally, it was about a week. And I think we opened, yes, on a Friday. We didn't even do a grand opening. We just opened the doors. Just open, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: In August of 08? August
1: August fifteenth, August fifteenth. Yeah, we opened okay, the doors. Yeah, right, right, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I I walked in. Mike left work early and walked in. We had a couple bartenders and. And, and they were they were writing something down and, and, and talking to each other and kind of panicking. And I looked at them and I said, you know, what, what are you guys doing? And they were like, we're trying to figure out, like, our pricing list. We don't know how much we're going to sell drinks for. And, and I was like, wait, you what? Huh? Okay, <laughs> hold on. Let me, let me where, where are the rest of the, the, the guys? And, and they were like, oh, you know, Summer and Molly and Neera's are in back. And so I walked in back and go, hey, guys, listen. Like there, it was probably like maybe four o'clock. We were set to open at five for a happy hour at the time, and I and I said that bartenders are pulling their hair out trying to figure out a pricing list. Haven't you guys figured that out? And and they said no. And and one of my partners was doing this very complicated um, spreadsheet and you know, cost analysis and 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 you know I said listen, we got to figure this out <laughs> pretty soon. A little right? bit. And and you know everyone were kind of panicking because. Because it's, it's like 415, 420. And I thought, you know, listen, actually, why are we panicking? We're answering to ourselves. We don't have to open exactly at five, we can open at six. We're the bosses, we're, mm-hmm. we're our own bosses. So, but let's figure this out. Um, Narius, can you call, call the page, see how much they charge for a, for a kettle one? You know, Molly, could you call Nopa and see how much they, they charge for a Kettle One or, or for a Jameson or for, you know, for a whiskey? And, and you know, Summer, maybe call um, Wyzema. And yeah. let's just figure what the market rates are and figure out, like, how we want to set ourselves against that market rate. I so, love it. So we had to figure it out in about, you know, 10 minutes. And was everything, <laughs> like, handwritten? Pretty much. Yes. Pretty much, like, right Great. off the bat, you know. Great. But But, Yeah. Yeah. Hey, some things are still handwritten here, huh? Love it. <laughs> yeah, as it should be. My, let, me, let me give kudos to, to our, our general manager, that, so our manager, um, Aaron, who has modernized the way we do things here and now. She is uh, she's a rock star. But but I think you're gonna talk to her in a little bit anyway. So you'll for sure.
0: You'll, I think that's a great that like any other shout outs. Um, you know, so this is a shout out. Anything else? Right?
1: So so this is a couple things. Um, when, when we had, when the partners uh, at the time had our first meeting, before we opened the bar, I wanted to set some ground rules uh, just on how we were going to operate as partners and how we were going to operate the bar, right? And, and, and I put my two cents down in terms of like, this is the type of bar that I want it to be, and if, if I can just say this, this has been my vision. And I want it to be a neighborhood bar. I want it to create community. I want to create community. And um, so that being said, we're all friends. We're going into business with one another. Friendship is friendship. Business is business. We're going to have arguments. I'm, I'm really hoping we can still remain friends throughout those arguments. Uh, I have my own opinion on, on on like where things have gone and I, I'm sure they do too, but hey, they're, they're three partners who are still like in the business, right? Yep. What I told them also was, you know, aside from creating community, um, you know, I, I said, the bathrooms have to be clean and nice. <laughs> and and they did just that. They laughed. And I said, I'm dead serious about this bathrooms are the one and only place where patrons spend alone time Mm -hmm. and if you respect them in their alone time with a clean nice respectable bathroom they will reciprocate that respect and and that is pretty much that has pretty much held through you know it's so simple but so true It, it is so that like the one thing that and, and I think maybe a couple of employees who have been with us for a while—they've seen me flip my lid here—and it's when somebody screws with the bathroom. The bathroom, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah. I mean, that—that—that's really the story of minibar. I mean, it's—it's it's, you know, we 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 wanted to create community. I think we did. I love our patrons. Um, they are—they are all very, you know, special to me. Um, you know. I, I would say there's a, there's a reason as well um, I, why I come on Fridays because it's a good mix of regulars and I come on Friday during a happy hour to to hang out and to see them and um, and they have made this place the special place that it is sometimes I'll have patrons come and and thank me and uh, you know I'll throw it right back at them because it's 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 I didn't really set up this space like Molly Nerius and and, and um, Summer and I didn't we set up the framework I guess <laughs> but, but you know everyone else filled it with the personality and the warmth and um, you know all of what makes minibar a mini bar, right?
0: That was minibars, John Ordonia check back next week for part three with bar manager and art curator Aaron Kehoe that drops next Tuesday music for storied San Francisco was produced performed and curated by Otis McDonald Michelle Killfeather does original photography for us Aaron Lim of Bitch Talk Podcast is our contributing producer and the show is produced and hosted by me Jeff Hunt Now in our fifth season, we have more than 200 episodes available on our website, storiedsf.com, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you're able to, please rate and review the show. And drop us a line at storiedsf at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Stay strong, weird, and healthy. And we'll see you next time on Storied San Francisco.